Hello and welcome to Think Compliance, brought to you by Comply Guys and Compliatric. My name is Brad Phillips and I'll be your host. Today joining us is Dave Monahan, co-founder of Compliatric and Amit Salim, compliance professionals. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hey, Brad. Hi, Brad. How's it going? For our listeners, Comply Guys and Compliatric have created this podcast series in order to help compliance professionals build their program. Every podcast, we'll discuss a new compliance issue and provide insight on how to ensure your organization is following best practices. So today's topic will be non-monetary compensation, an exception to the Stark Law. Now, it's important to note that the information provided in our podcasts are the opinions of our presenters and should not be considered legal advice. However, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to Ahmed Salim. His email address will be listed on the description page at the bottom of the podcast. So let's get started. So gentlemen, Ahmed, can you please give us an overview of the non-monetary compensation exception? No problem, Brad. Stark has strict rules on physician payments and compensation, but it also has certain exceptions that allow certain types of payments compensation permissible to physicians that aren't within their contracts. One of those exceptions that allows the compensation without a contractual agreement is the compensation to the non-monetary compensation exception. Basically, this exception allows an entity to provide up to the in the 2017 fiscal year $398 in non-monetary compensation. So what do you mean when you're saying non-monetary compensation? Basically, it just means that you can't give, an organization cannot give a physician cash, checks, or gift cards, or any cash equivalents that fall under this exception for it to be considered classified as a non-monetary compensation exception. Okay. So Dave, can you provide us with some examples of this? Sure. So let's say you want to give uh, some of your physicians a, a gift card from Starbucks. Um, you know, that sounds great on the surface, but it's actually not permissible. Now, if you wanted to give them a mug from Starbucks, that would be okay. So how do you know what you can and can't give? Well, it could get pretty complex. I mean, I think like, like uh, Ahmed said, when it involves direct cash and cash equivalents, uh, that's definitely going to be a key indicator that that's probably something not okay. But I would say, generally speaking, you're going to want some analysis on the issue. And a, a key takeaway for you know the listeners are there should be a policy in place in your organization, you know, that'll provide some guidance to your staff in terms of what is permissible and what is not permissible. Okay. So, Amit, can you give our listeners some insight on what happens if you go over the allowed annual amount? Yeah, so there's uh, several things that you can, uh, you know, remedy your situation by. First and foremost, you can ask for the money difference back from the physician. Uh, second, you can self-disclose to the government saying that you did go over as well. Essentially, the idea is to just remedy the issue that uh, actually happened to make sure that the total amount is less than the $398 that's allowed per year. Obviously, when you look at it, it's it's smart to track and have policies in place you're not going over because it's always difficult to ask a physician for money back. Uh, it's also important to note that this uh, exception often gets confused with the medical staff incidental benefit exception. Uh, I wanted to point out some major differences between the two. So when we talk about the medical staff incidental benefit exception, um, that's not an annual allotment that's allowed. It's actually a $33 per occurrence rate for 2017. Also, when we talk about medical staff incidental benefit exception, that 
usually only occurs on hospital grounds. So basically it pertains to physicians who are rounding or currently working or doing something for the hospital that they're allowed to receive this uh, benefit. And essentially what this benefit means is if you uh, are in the city and you wanna provide your physician with parking and it's free, that counts as part of the medical staff incidental benefit. You wanna provide your physician lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever constitutes their shift, this is something that would fall under the medical staff incidental benefit exception. And then as I say, there's no need to track there is no annual limit. It's just a per occurrence rate. So you just have to make sure that you're under the per occurrence rate. Okay. How does an organization know what is and isn't permissible? Well, so an organization creates a policy. It's important to speak uh, what items uh, a physician can count to NMC and what items a physician can count towards medical staff incidental penalty uh, benefit. Um, just because there is that slight difference, you want to make sure you're not uh, putting one under one item when it's not permissible. So I have to get calls about someone wanting to give a gift to physician. I usually inform the caller to ensure that uh, your contract manager is tracking the number and amount that you're giving to the physician. Also, an organization should have a process or technical system of tracking the amount of non-monetary compensation given to their physicians annually. So not only should you be tracking what you're giving on an annual basis for non-monetary compensation, but you should also educate staff and whoever the tracker is to make sure that they understand what needs to be tracked and how often needs to be tracked and to make sure that they're aware of what's appropriate because at the end of the day, they're going to be the guardians of whether or not physicians go over. And if they're noticing physicians are going over that allotment amount, you want to make sure that they know to alert compliance. Okay, great. So, Dave, you have a, a lot of experience with the non-monetary compensation. Tell us a little bit about your experience working with a large healthcare system and then the technology that you've created for this as well. When you think about non-monetary compensation and, you know, how it's typically dealt with, there's a particular entity or an individual involved in keeping track of that. And that in itself is kind of burdensome because maybe they're tracking it from, you know, maybe from a accounts payable that they've noticed that they're, you know, providing reimbursement to somebody for some uh, out-of-pocket expenditures. And, you know, they're using a form for that reimbursement that tracks that, uh, you know, the payment is, uh, you know, Stark related, um, you know, for non-monetary compensation purposes. But the problem is, um, there's absolutely no way to coordinate what's going on across all the uh, different folks. And so it, typically what happens is it's too late. So for instance, um, you know, I'm an administrator and I took a physician out to dinner because I'm recruiting uh, them. And in that process, um, I took them out to dinner and spent a certain amount of money. Well, simultaneously, somebody from uh, outreach, maybe in a laboratory uh, also brought something to the practice that had uh, some, uh, you know, economic value and that was tracked. And this has happened a few times. And those things aren't being tracked in a real-time coordinated system, providing warnings and alerts before maybe the administrator does that dinner. Because that, that dinner could have been the final piece that pushed them over the limit. And had there been a system that was coordinating multiple uh, different constituencies across the organization that are providing non-monetary compensation to a single provider, um, there could have been that, you know, that dinner could have been avoided or there could have been some other way to have had that conversation um, that didn't run afoul of the, uh, the rule. So 
Um, what you know needs to happen and what we've developed is a tracking system that multiple parties can track that non-monetary compensation. There's various checks and balance and audits against AP records and things to make sure that it's all um, you know, above board and documented. Um, but warnings can be issued uh, in advance of that limit being exceeded that they are approaching or near that. So before uh, somebody spends money um, with a particular provider, they can know if they're safe to do so. Okay. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time, and we, we really do appreciate all of your insight. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for listening to Think Compliance. Please join us again for our next podcast. If you have any questions, please reach out to Ahmed Salim. His email, once again, is listed at the bottom of the description page. 